0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to tonight's edition of the cheapest meal presented by deep fried draft. My name is Brian Bosarge, uh, the solo effort tonight, uh, free agency, uh, the NFL calendar has started. Teams have been signing guys like crazy, spending ridiculous money, a lot of big trades. Uh, we're going to talk about it all. We're going to talk, uh, we're going to go over every team, uh, that's made any, that's done anything of significance anyway. And, um, Basically, talk about how that could impact the NFL draft, especially the early portions of, uh, of round one and two, especially, you know, how, how those teams are going to be affected. Later on in the show, uh, I got some audio I got to clean up. Uh, basically, a couple of uh, prospect interviews I had down at the Senior Bowl that have not made its way onto the podcast yet. So we're basically just going to dump those uh, so you can hear from those guys a little bit later on in the show. Well, let's jump right into free agency and uh we're going i'd like to thank uh my friends over at w b l z media sean naylor uh who's put together this list uh been of keeping track of what's what so far so that's kind of what we're gonna go by uh, what they have there we'll start at the top the arizona cardinals uh they have made some moves uh they've acquired a tackle um from Pittsburgh, um, his name escapes me at the moment. Uh, they've also signed uh, J.R. Sweezy to play guard. So they're basically trying to fortify the offensive line, for whoever their quarterback would be, should be Josh Rosen, may end up being Kyler Murray. Uh, they also signed Terrell Suggs uh, on a one-year deal, and they signed Jordan Hicks, uh, athletic but often injured linebacker, uh, there. They also signed Brett Hunley to be the backup to whoever. Um, that's not a big big deal. Uh, Falcons signed a couple of guards James Carpenter, four years, 21 million. Jamon Brown, three years, 18 and almost 19 million, uh, trying to fortify their interior offensive line. Baltimore released Eric Webb uh, before free agency started. Uh, and they've signed Earl Thomas, four years, 55 million. Uh, Earl Thomas basically continues the trend of star safeties for Baltimore. They've had, had Ed Reed for a decade, and then they added Eric Weddle, and now another uh, all-pro in Earl Thomas. Uh, they also picked up the option on Brandon Carr at corner, and today they also signed Saints running back Mark Ingram to a three-year, $15 million deal. So a little surprised, especially considering we'll talk about the Saints in a minute, but I'm a little surprised they didn't retain Mark Ingram at this price point. Uh, The Buffalo Bills have been really busy. Uh, They thought they had traded for Antonio Brown. That ended up not happening. But they have signed uh, a couple of interior linemen, specifically one is uh, Mitch Morse, uh, the former starting center for Kansas City, will now be the starting center for Buffalo four years to the tune of $44.5 million. Uh, A well-thought-of swing tackle Ty Neschke, uh two years fourteen and a half million. They also signed John Feliciano uh at guard two years eight million. Signed Kevin Johnson of the te- formerly of the Texans to a one year uh deal terms undisclosed. Tyler Croft, former Bengals uh number two tight end, is now the uh, tight end in Buffalo, three years eighteen almost nineteen million. And a couple of wide receivers, including slot receiver uh, Cole Beasley, fo- formerly of the Cowboys, four years twenty nine million, and John Brown, the deep threat, three years twenty seven million. So they're trying to add Uh, to that receiving core to help out uh, Josh Allen. Um, I'm expecting them. They still don't have what you call a true number one with uh, Zay Jones there as well. So you would think that Buffalo probably still in the market, maybe early in the draft, looking for that true number one guy. Um, Carolina signed their new starting center will be Matt Paradis at three years, 29 million. Uh, The Bears, um, not a whole lot happening here. Um, signed Mike Davis, running back, former Gamecock, two years, six million. Cordero Patterson, two years, 10 million. Uh, the Bengals, I don't even want to talk about it. It's complete garbage um, what they've done. Other than signing, re-signing C.J. Uzama, uh, who uh, still has a lot of upside at tight end, three years, 18 million, but – they re-signed basically a one-down linebacker in Preston Brown, gave him $7 million per, and they re-signed Bobby Hart, who was their starting right tackle last year, pro football focus, rated 80 offensive tackles. He rated 75th, and they gave him a three-year contract extension. Good job, guys. Uh, the Browns have been busy. Um, let's just clean up the smaller of the – transactions, to be honest, but it's still a big one. They signed Sheldon Richardson, a three-year, $39 million deal um, to fortify, and this is a position that a lot thought they may go with the 17th pick in the draft, more on that in a second, but uh, Sheldon Richardson, uh, he can play. and um, But they had basically two different trades with the New York Giants, where for the purposes of this, we're going to condense and say it was just one big trade, And in this trade, the Browns acquire Odell Beckham and Olivier Vernon from the Giants. In exchange, they give up safety Jabril Peppers and guard Kevin Zeitler. The Giants also get the Browns' first-round pick this year, number 17, and they get their third-round pick, number 95, which they acquired from New England in the trade for Danny Shelton. So Browns got better, a lot better, and they're probably the team to beat in the AFC North now. Uh, Dallas, nothing of note. Um, Denver uh, re-signed Juwan, uh, signed right tackle from the Dolphins, Jawan James, four years, fifty-one million. They also signed Kareem Jackson, uh, three years, thirty-three million, and they traded. They acquired quarterback from Baltimore, Joe Flacco, for a 2019 fourth-round pick. Flacco, of course, was basically replaced by Lamar Jackson. Uh, Detroit Lions, they spent big uh, and starts with New England edge rusher Trey Flowers, who they signed to a five-year $90 million deal. They signed slot corner, uh, nickel corner Justin Coleman to a four-year $36 million deal. They signed tight end Jesse James away from Pittsburgh, five years, twenty-eight and a half million. probably takes them out of tight end at number eight now, as well as edge rusher. So they could be open here uh, to anything really, and uh, – which is a good thing to have that kind of flexibility. They also signed Danny Amendola to a 1-year $4.5 million deal. Uh their Packers, they have enhanced the defense and basically signed two of the top available edge rushers in free agency, Preston Smith from the Redskins 4 years 52 million and Zadarius Smith from Baltimore 4 years 66 million. Uh they also signed safety Adrian Amos 4 years 36 million. Uh, Edge rusher and safety were two positions I thought the Packers would go after hard in the draft. They have two first-round picks. They have their pick, and they have the Saints pick at 30, which they got in the uh, trade last year. Um, They also signed guard Billy Turner to a four-year, $28 million deal. Uh, Texans signed safety to Sean Gibson, who was released by Jacksonville. And they signed Bradley Roby uh, away from Denver on a one-year, $10 million deal. Colts uh, brought back Pierre Desir on a three-year contract for 20-plus million. Uh, he basically had a one-year prove-it deal last year and proved it and got and uh, and come back. Uh, Devin Funches, they signed away from Carolina. He signed a one-year, $10 million deal. Uh, Funchess, um still 24 years old so he's basically trying to show that he can he's got it and I think he has a good chance in that uh, Colts offense to uh to add value to him. Jacksonville acquired Nick Foles from Philadelphia after he was uh I guess they let him walk. 4 years 88 million they today released Blake Bortles. So that's that Jacksonville's new starting quarterback is Nick Foles. Uh, Kansas City signed the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, three years, $42 million. Uh They released Eric Berry today as well. Um, they signed Carlos Hyde to a one-year, $2.8 million deal. He's bounced around like three different teams the last couple of years. Chargers signed uh, Tyron Taylor to, be, to back up Phillip Rivers today. They also signed veteran linebacker Thomas Davis to a two-year, $10.5 million deal. Rams have done nothing this point uh Miami has re-signed wide receiver Devontae Parker who has been a bust so far uh, a lot of hype for him coming in and he's just never really put it together but he gets a two-year extension to try to you know, hopefully keep it going they've got uh, still a chance to sign Teddy Bridgewater uh he's visiting Miami today so uh they could get a deal done for him The Vikings thought they were going to lose Anthony Barr to the Jets, but he reneged and instead signed a five-year, $67.5 million contract to come back to Minnesota. They also brought back defensive lineman Shamar Steven on a three-year, $12.5 million deal. The Patriots, as they do, uh, let guys go. They're going to get comp picks. They're going to get a comp pick for Trey Flowers. They're going to get a comp pick for uh, their offensive tackle, who signed with Oakland. We're going to get to it in a minute. Uh, and then they traded, acquired Michael Bennett in a 2027th-round pick from the Eagles for a 2025th-round pick. It's basically a pick swap. They get Michael Bennett. They replace Trey Flowers, and it doesn't count against their comp picks because they're good at what they do. They also bring back Jason McCourty on a two-year deal. Saints uh, thought they had a deal in place for Teddy Bridgewater, but apparently that's not officially going to happen. They did bring in Latavius Murray on a four-year, $14.5 million deal. Again, I see these numbers, and I'm like, I would have just rather kept Mark Ingram. Uh, They also extended the contract of their place kicker, Will Lutz, who's one of the best kickers in the league. Uh, We talked about the Giants trade earlier, uh, where they acquired Zeitler and Peppers in a number 17 this year and a third-round pick this year from Cleveland. Uh, They also brought in safety Antoine Bethea. Uh, the Jets have spent a lot of money. They had a lot of money to spend. So uh, they signed Le'Veon Bell, a four-year, $52.5 million deal. They also signed Jamison Crowder, a slot receiver from Washington, three years, $28.5 million. They also signed Josh Bellamy, probably not as big an impact as Crowder. Uh, they signed Henry Anderson, a defensive lineman, three years, $28.2 million and they brought in Ravens linebacker C.J. Mosley, five years, $85 million. So the Jets who pick in the draft, th- pick third, is that right? Yeah, sounds right. Uh, Jets picking third, they really uh, – it's open for them now what they want to do. Uh, Quentin Williams will probably be a good addition there, you know, or no, another edge rusher. They also acquired a uh, guard, Kelechi Asimile, from Oakland um, – was basically a pick swap. Uh, they get a sixth-round pick from Oakland. Oakland gets their fifth um, for a simile. Speaking of the Raiders, Antonio Brown, one of the best receivers in the league, but pretty much became a pain in the ass for the Steelers. He's uh, now in Oakland in exchange for a third-round pick, number 66, and a fifth-round pick, number 142, going back to Pittsburgh. Um if Derek Carr is truly the quarterback of the future, then they've built, they've done enough to build around him here. Brown also inked an extension of three years and fifty fifty point one two five million on that extension. Uh, Trent Brown, who was a starting uh, tackle for the Patriots last year, leaves and goes to Oakland, where he'll get four years and sixty million dollars. He's the highest paid offensive tackle in the league. It's a bit ridiculous. They also signed uh, wide receiver Tyrell Williams away from the Chargers, four years, $44 million, and signed safety Lloyd Marcus Joyner away from the Rams, four years, $42 million. Raiders had money. Raiders spent money. Eagles uh, signed former defensive lineman from Jacksonville, Malik Jackson, who was released uh, for three years and $30 million, and they acquired Deshaun Jackson and a twenty-twenty seventh round pick from Tampa Bay, in exchange for a 2019 sixth round pick, so Deshaun Jackson gives them the deep a deep threat that they need. So, uh, and it didn't cost much of anything. Uh, Pittsburgh has signed corner Steven Nelson to a three year twenty five and a half million dollar deal. That's about it for them after they unloaded Antonio Brown and lost Le'Veon Bell. Got to see them taking a step back, I, I imagine. But uh, Steelers do a good job of drafting receivers. So I, um, and they drafted James Washington last year. It's not Antonio Brown per se, but yeah. Uh, Kansas City franchise tagged D Ford and then traded him to San Francisco in exchange for a 2020 second round pick. The 49ers acquired D Ford and then signed him to a five year, $87.5 million extension. They also signed former Tampa Bay linebacker Quan Alexander, who tore his ACL last year and missed all of last season. But they signed him to a four-year, $54 million contract. They signed former Falcons running back Tevin Coleman to a two-year, $10 million deal. He'll uh, team up with the returning Jerick McKinnon and Matt Breda uh, in their backfield. Uh, Tampa Bay has done a whole lot of nothing. They did sign Brashad Perriman, who had a bit of a renaissance with Cleveland last year. Uh, One year, four million, and they signed safety linebacker Dion Buchanan on a one-year, two and a half million. But other than that, not a whole lot by Tampa Bay. Tennessee Titans signed edge rusher Cameron Wake, uh, three years, twenty-three million. They signed, uh, re-signed safety Kenny Vaccaro, who was on a one-year prove-it deal last year. He gets paid four years, twenty-six million. They signed uh, Roger Saffold guard uh, from the Rams four years 44 million and they signed uh, former Tampa Bay slot receiver Adam Humphreys so uh, Tennessee trying to help their offense out uh, here as well as their defense Washington Redskins uh, they acquired Case Keenum uh, from the Denver Broncos and they basically picked, swapped picks late in 2020 uh, for that deal uh, they are unsure about Alex Smith so that's kind of where they're at uh with that. So they ring in Keenum. They signed Landon Collins, formerly of the Giants. One of the first big big contracts announced after free agency broke open. He signs a six year eighty four million dollar deal with the Redskins. That is probably too much money to be playing a safety. And they brought uh after his Renaissance season last year, Adrian Peterson two years, eight million to come back to the Redskins. So I'm sure I missed some things that's kind of where free agency is right now. Um drafts coming up 42 days from tomorrow. So we're 6 weeks away from the NFL draft and you can see a lot of a lot of the moves that have signed here. This is um this is kind of where they're at and it it it's going to impact the early portion of round 1. Um as my good buddy um Shane Alexander Said on twitter earlier tonight um he was just hypothetically going through said all right the 49ers jets raiders bucks lions and bills don't want or need a quarterback so let's say the giants pass at six and the jaguars pass at seven you know on quarterbacks which it could happen so is there a scenario where denver gets a chance at Dwayne Haskins or Kyler Murray. And let's say Arizona doesn't take Kyler Murray. So does Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins both sitting there at ten or eleven, maybe for the Bengals? Hypothetically speaking, could happen. It's doubtful, but it could happen. You could see a lot of teams start looking at that and the, the trade up comes into play, as it generally does, because most every quarterback that's been acquired in the last six or seven years. Other than Baker Mayfield, where the Browns just happen to be picking at one, almost every quarterback has been acquired via trade-up. Something to keep an eye on as, we get, as we're six weeks away from the NFL draft. But uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to listen to a few uh, Senior Bowl interviews. But uh, So let's uh, step away for 90 seconds here on The Cheapest Meal. Are you thinking about a trip to Disney World, to Disneyland, and you don't know where to start? What's an ADR? How does that whole FastPass thing work? And what in the world is MDE? Let Rebecca Bosarge, vacation specialist with Coasters and Castles Travel help. Her services are 100% free to her clients. She can take care of all those important details to make your family vacation the very special vacation that you want it to be. Rebecca Bosarge can book your rooms your tickets, and vacation packages for any size group. Make dining reservations. Make all FastPass reservations. She can book special event tickets. Arrange any necessary transportation. She can also set up your My Disney Experience account and even create a personal itinerary for the duration of your trip. You will not have to stress over the details when you use a knowledgeable vacation specialist like Rebecca Bosarge. She can book Universal Studios, Busch Gardens, Alani Adventures by Disney, and Disney Cruise Line, as well as all major theme parks and popular vacation destinations. Contact Rebecca Bosarge today to get your planning started by emailing her at rbosarge at coastersandcastlestravel.com. You can find her on Facebook at Coasters and Castles Travel, Rebecca Bosarge, and on Facebook at Rebecca B. C&C Travel. You can also find her on Twitter at VacationsRHB. Get in touch with her today, you won't regret it. Welcome back to The Cheapest Meal presented by Deep Fried Draft. We've been talking NFL free agency. We went team by team, kind of broke down some of the moves and how they're going to impact the uh, 2019 NFL draft. Um, I released a mock draft the other day that's uh, completely useless now because I released it right before free agency started, and most of those picks that I had, uh, those needs have been washed away in free agency. So we'll get a new mock draft up on the site probably Monday uh, coming up. So you can look forward to that. All of them, my position rankings have been updated. My Top 100 has been updated as well. So you can go to deepfrieddraft.com for all that information. Uh, Senior bowls for about a month and a half. Well, it's been about a month and a half ago now. Um, and I had some interviews down there that I haven't had a chance to bring up in the podcast. So we're going to finish up the podcast today and we're going to hear from, uh, Some interviews I had with uh, Greg Gaines, uh, defensive lineman from Washington, I think is probably uh, in the third-round area, uh, perhaps maybe third to fifth-round area. Uh, Dalton Reisner, who could be uh, off of for Kansas State, could be a mid-to-late first-round pick, possibly early second-round pick. And Cameron Smith, linebacker from Southern Cal, we're going to hear from him as well. Southern Cal's in the news uh, the last couple of days for reasons they probably don't want to be in the news. Um, so, but Cameron Smith, he could go probably in that fifth, sixth round area, uh, maybe a little bit higher. But we're going to hear from those guys. We're going to start now with Dalton Reisner, the offensive tackle from Kansas State. Uh, here's my interview with him
0: from the Senior Bowl. Dalton, you doing? Dalton, Brian
1: Bussner's deep-fried draft. Uh, I gotta ask you first. You almost got in a fist fight out there today <laughs> with Zach Allen. Uh, what was that all about?
0: Oh,
2: Zach Allen? No, that's he's on my team. That was a oh, no, uh, better. Red better. I'm sorry. Yeah, I got in a fight with uh, Zach Allen just last week. But, yeah, 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 yeah. In practice. That's just, yeah. that's just how I play football, man. Um, I'm just a guy that likes to bring bring that energy to the football field and uh, play like my ass is on fire, man. That's just how I play the game. So yeah, he drove about out of the whole ten yards, man. Sweat is a guy who can take over games. He didn't take over today. What was that matchup like for you, and how do you feel you did? I feel like I did great, man. I got a lot of credit to that guy. He's a good football player, but, you know, I had the opportunity to go against Montez this season, and I thought that I had a great game, and then today I had, you know, at least – at least eight to 10, one re- on one-on-one reps, no help, just one-on-one pass rush, and I'm very happy with how I did, man. So I mean, it was a good day. How many Ws did you have today? Or Ls? Did you win them all? Uh, how many Ls? Like how many losses did I have yeah. on the day? Um Led on sweat? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't lose the sweat. I no, I didn't lose the sweat. No, no, there's, he didn't pressure the quarterback. I ran him around the edge several times. Uh, no, I didn't lose the sweat how much, I mean, this is a guy who's considered a first-round pick. Yeah. Well, this week is what it is. Uh, it's a showcase. What, what sort of statement do you think that makes? I hope it makes a statement, man. Listen, I came after this week in practice, and a lot of people told me how well I played, and I feel like I did the same in the game. So, you know, if Montez Sweat's a first-round draft pick, which I think he deserves, great player, then I hope teams watch film, and that's where they say Dalton Reiser is at the same
1: time. Uh, Dalton, you play tackle most of this week, or if not all of this week. Yeah. Some people think you need you could play center. Is that where you want to play, or do you want to play tackle, or does he the matter. Play anywhere, man. I warmed up at
2: the center all week. My offensive line coach, I think, he enjoyed me at tackle. Um, I went to left tackle. Did some one-on-one reps this week at left tackle, and uh, I had a I had an extremely good week, man. So um, if they want to throw if an NFL team wants me to be an interior three guy, that's something I'm more than comfortable doing.
1: Uh, tell me a little bit about what's been like playing under Coach Snyder.
2: Man, playing for a coach like that, you get a tremendous respect for the game of football. He turns into a better man and a better husband and a better father before he does a uh, football player, and you just respect that. A lot of teams these days lack <clears throat> the guidance from players to, to get these men ready for life, right? Uh, we love this game of football, but it ends for everybody, and who are you going to be when the game ends? And that I think that describes Con- uh, Co- Co- Coach Snyder. Do
1: you think the K-State program is in good hands with Coach Kahneman?
2: I think so. You know, you've got North Dakota State program that is a lot like Kansas State, and I think that they'll fit right in and they have Thank you.
1: that was Dalton Reisner, the office tackle from Kansas state. Like I say, it could be a first round pick, uh, coming up here in a couple, uh, in about six weeks or so. We'll see. Um, also had the opportunity to talk to Greg Gaines, defensive line, Washington. He's pretty much a, uh, probably a nose tackle at the next level. So a two down, maybe run plugger, but he has some pass rush upside, some athletic ability. So let's not completely discount him as a three down player, but, uh, with that being said, he's probably in that third to fifth round range somewhere around there, uh, so here's Greg Gaines, defensive lineman from Washington draft, huh? Brian Bosar's deep fried draft with Greg Gaines, the uh, defensive lineman from Washington, uh, Greg, three days of practice here, man, how's it been?
3: It's been fun, you know, it's fun like competing against, like with all the best of college, so I think I've gotten better as a player and learned some new stuff from a different D-line coach, a different perspective on the game, and it's been good for me
1: Watching you play these last couple of years, is it fair to say that you're unselfish? <laughs>
3: yeah, I guess. I'm more of like a old lineman for my backers, you know, keeping them clean. That's my goal is just eat up line eat up uh, linemen.
1: Yeah, that, that's what I was gonna say. Your position's not sexy, <laughs> not sexy nah. at all. But uh, do you take pride in seating box?
3: Oh yeah, that's that's what I, I mean. One of the main stats I look at every week is how many twofers I had, how many times I took double teams. So, because if I'm taking two, that means someone's free.
1: What's it been like the last few years? You play with guys Vita Vea, Elijah Qualls. What's it like playing with those guys?
3: Oh, uh, it's amazing. You know, I like just learning. Like I learned my freshman year, I, I was lucky enough to have Danny Shelton on my team, and he was just like a really like good mentor for me and helped me a lot. And I tried to learn a lot of stuff from him and try to emulate his game kind of. So.
1: And doing a little uh, research into you, you seem you have a good relationship with this guy back here, Caleb McGarry. Yeah. What's it like with that
3: guy? Uh, he's a good dude. You know, like we like to go hunting and fishing together. We go turkey hunting every spring and stuff. But uh, yeah, he's a good guy.
1: Um, you played against some great interior linemen in the Pac-12 and elsewhere. Who do you say is the best guy you've had to go against?
3: The best guy in the Pac-12 that I've had to go against. I don't know. I don't know if I want to say. I might feel bad. Like someone might feel bad. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm gonna keep that to myself. I guess.
1: Uh, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all pretty good. If you're not playing in the NFL, is uh, what what, what else are you? What, what's what's next for uh?
3: Um, I think. I think I want to try and become a strength coach, like a college or something like that.
1: You look kind of like a WWE type of guy.
3: <laughs> I need to do a little steroids or something before the WWE.
1: I've asked everybody this week just kind of an informal poll: Who's your favorite superhero? That was Greg Gaines, defensive lineman from Washington. Uh, he had a good week at the Senior Bowl, and I think he helped himself there a lot. And uh, he he didn't do too bad at the combine either, so. Like I said, probably a mid-round, third to fifth round guy there. The other guy I had a chance to talk to, this was at the media day at the Senior Bowl, was Cameron Smith. He's a linebacker, Southern Cal, one of the most productive players uh, for the Trojans these last few years. Uh, athletically, probably a little limited, but uh, he's had some injuries as well. So, But uh, Smith, I think he's probably in that third to fifth round area. Let's hear what he had to say at the Senior Bowl media day. It's Brian Bozar's deep fried draft. Cameron Smith, linebacker, Southern Cal. Uh, Cameron, you burst on the scene as a true freshman, especially against Utah. Talk to me about the three interception game.
0: Man, that was a, it was a long time ago, but it was something a game that in a, in a day that I'll remember for the rest of my life. So, um, you know, I think uh, it was kind of it came at the right time for me to to, to burst on stage and, and kind of make my name for myself. But it, that was a fun night.
1: You've been one of the leaders for the Trojans every year you've
0: been on campus. What's it like? How important is that for you to be a team leader? I think it's really important. I think that you know that offers another side of my game that um, you know that that you know makes me who I am, and and that's the guy that you're going to get if if you draft me. So um, you know, being a leader and and being you know at at 21 years, 22 years old, walking as a rookie, it's like you got a vet there. Um, You drafted you know in in my mind and, and as a mental. Mentally, I, I think you drafted you know an eight or nine year vet because I just feel like I have that, that experience, that opportunity, the uh, the mindset of going in there and just, and being mature and, and being a leader for you.
1: Outside of your leadership, what do you think are some of the best traits you have going into the NFL?
0: Yeah, I think I have a great feel for the game. I think I'm really instinctual and um, you know I think I, I study study the game really well and um, really hard and I think I have a, a great ability to, to absorb information and and uh, again going back to being a leader and, and running the the defense on the field and just being that rock for you. So I think. Uh, you know, I just I feel like I'm a productive player and, and I've done it and I'm very consistent. So, um, I think those are key traits to have at, at inside linebacker and a guy that can play for a long time.
1: Especially this this week. What is something that you think you can improve on and show this week? You
0: know, I think just you know my you know my goal for the last this you know, coming back this year is to show that I'm a three down guy, a guy that can play uh, you know, man to man coverage, zone coverage and and uh you know, and, and run through gaps and, and make plays in the backfield so um, you know I'm just I'm just looking I'm, I'm here to just continue to, to show who I am and be a great leader and um, communicate well and um, I mean, just, just be myself and have fun
1: if need be will you embrace special teams
0: oh god that's that's the first thing I'm going for. I want to, you know, I want to do everything that's asked of me and uh, running down on punt, kickoff, uh, turning, flipping my hips, flipping my hips on a kickoff return and, and springing a touch and That's what I want. That's you know, that's how you, I think that's how you set yourself apart from from other people. That if you're willing to do that, it's that's what guys, what, what teams want. So I'm I'm there to do everything and um, just contribute. In your career, you've had a knee, a shoulder, a hammy injury. Are you you're 100 percent going forward? 100. Uh, percent Feel really good. Uh, it's been. You know, it's been a while since we've since I've strapped on the helmet, so um I feel I feel like my body's been had some time to recover and uh, and I'm just happy to be here. Who's your favorite superhero?
1: That was Cam Smith, uh linebacker Southern Cal. Good guy. Uh, like I said, a little limited athletically and has had some injury issues, so probably looking in that early uh to mid day three. For Cameron Smith but you heard him there special teams probably he knows where that's where he's going to have to make his uh make his hay early in the NFL but uh, that's going to do it for tonight's edition of the uh the cheap cheapest meal here uh we talked free agency we talked trades um and cleaned up some senior bowl interview stuff that I had hanging there so uh you can uh follow me on twitter as always at deep fried draft and find everything at deep fried com. uh so hey Check everything out. NFL free agency started. Your team, if you're not a fan of the Bengals, probably had a chance to get better these last couple days. No, I'm not bitter. (laughs) Anyway, have a good night, everybody. Till next time.